is Padraig O'Tuma, and I'm an Irish poet. And poetry calls me to speak it aloud. Sometimes I've been on a train, and I have been reading poetry, and I've whispered it to myself. I somehow need to feel the air at the back of my throat, and I need to feel my vocal cords constrict in order to make the poem real. Ode to Buttoning and Unbuttoning My Shirt by Ross Gay. No one knew, or at least I didn't know they knew, what the thin discs threaded here on my shirt might give me in terms of joy. This is not something to be taken lightly. The gift of buttoning one's shirt slowly, top to bottom, or bottom to top, or sometimes the buttons will be on the other side, and I am a woman that morning, slipping the glass through its slot. I tread differently that day, or some of it anyway. My conversations are different, and the car bomb slicing the air, and the people in it for a quarter mile, and the honeybee's legs furred with pollen mean another thing to me than on the other days which too have been drizzled in this simplest of joys. In this world of spaceships and subatomic this and that, Two, maybe three times a day some days, I have the distinct pleasure of slowly untethering the one side from the other, which is like unbuckling a stack of vertebrae with delicacy, for I must only use the tips of my fingers with which I will one day close my mother's eyes. This is as delicate as we can be in this life, practising like this giving the raft of our hands to the clumsy spider and blowing soft until she lifts her damp heft and crawls off. We practice like this, pushing the seed into the earth like this. First in the morning, then at night, we practice sliding the bones home. So the first time I read this poem, I felt like I was just listening to him in a conversation because the poem meanders through itself. The way he speaks about the pollen on the legs of the honeybee. And that has come just after he's spoken about a car bomb slicing the air and the people in it. And later on, he speaks about unbuckling vertebrae. That sounds so delicate the way he speaks about it with the tips of your fingers. But to unbuckle a vertebrae again brings you back to unbuckling a seatbelt. There's a, a reference, it seems, in here about the destruction that can happen in a car. And it keeps on repeating that idea. And He knows something there about death and about threat. And he seems to juxtapose that with the, this joy of buttoning and unbuttoning your shirt. And he seems to take great pleasure to think, today I have buttoned and unbuttoned my shirt three times. <laughs> I have never paid attention to how often in the course of a single day I've had to button and or unbutton my shirt. <laughs> but as I'm talking about this poem, I am so conscious of what I'm doing with my hands. I'm touching the tips of my fingers with my thumbs. And I think this poem calls us to think about what am I doing with my hands today? And not in any way to judge yourself for that, but just to think how could this be preparing me for times when I'm going to need to use my hands to do something that I would much rather not do? Hold the hand of somebody I love for the last time before they die. Close their eyes. Shake hands with somebody to say goodbye knowing I'll never see them again. 
close a door on something that I need to walk away from. Our hands are extraordinarily intimate pathways into the story of our body and the story of our life. And I think this poem calls you to simply pay attention to what today are you doing with your hands? Years ago, um, friends of mine were staying with me in Belfast and they had a daughter who's 21 now. And at the time she was three and she was at the phase when she was saying, you're doing the whole time, every day, morning, afternoon and evening. You're doing, you're doing. And she clung to me like a friendly virus and anything I was doing, she said, you're doing, you're doing. And I found myself being drawn into her own vocabulary. It was contagious. So I'd say things like, I'm making coffee. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing to my language? And um, anyway, on the last day, I was washing up dishes and she was there. She came up to about my knee and she um, was saying, you're doing. And I said, I washing. And kind of annoyed, I said to her, you doing. And she said... I asking. And she was perfectly present in the moment. And I couldn't believe the clarity that she had. There was nothing late about her. And this poem asks you to be perfectly present and says, this might be the best preparation for the future that we can have in our life. Ode to buttoning and unbuttoning my shirt by Ross Gay. No one knew, or at least I didn't know they knew, what the thin discs threaded here on my shirt might give me in terms of joy. This is not something to be taken lightly. The gift of buttoning one's shirt slowly, top to bottom, or bottom to top, or sometimes the buttons will be on the other side, and I am a woman that morning, slipping the glass through its slot. I tread differently that day, or some of it. Anyway, my conversations are different. And the car bomb slicing the air, and the people in it for a quarter mile, and the honeybee's legs furred with pollen mean another thing to me than on the other days, which too have been drizzled in this simplest of joys. In this world of spaceships and subatomic this and that, Two, maybe three times a day some days, I have the distinct pleasure of slowly untethering the one side from the other, which is like unbuckling a stack of vertebrae with delicacy, for I must only use the tips of my fingers with which I will one day close my mother's eyes. This is as delicate as we can be in this life, practicing like this, giving the raft of our hands to the clumsy spider, and blowing soft until she lifts her damp heft and crawls off. We practice like this, pushing the seed into the earth like this, first in the morning, then at night. We practice sliding the bones home. Ode to Buttoning and Unbuttoning My Shirt comes from Roske's book, Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude. Thank you to the University of Pittsburgh Press, who published the book and gave us permission to use Ross's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Tony Liu, Chris Hegel, 
Kristen Lin, Aaron Kalasako, Siri Grassley, Eddie Gonzalez, and me, Lily Percy. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikushin. And this podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett, Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.